Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Beth. And this is... That's coffee. Coffee. That is coffee. Black, strong, Mm -hmm. and hot. You're still drinking black coffee? Um, I'm not overly excited about it. Yeah. But I am. Yeah, because, like, you're not... You don't have to fast past, what, 10? I don't. No, but... That means you can put cream in your coffee now. Is that a thing? Really? You, you You can do whatever you want after? Yeah. You can do whatever you want after, as long as you're not, like... Gorging yourself? Yeah, like, if you eat a tub of ice cream, then you're going to start looking like a tub of ice cream. Sure. But that's how but that works. But I can works. have cream in my coffee in the yeah. afternoon, just yeah. not in the morning. Yeah, you just... you Because you want, um, you want like, the least amount possible, like, going on with your body. You want it to be basically mm-hmm. purging everything else out after the fasting and kind of resetting itself. So today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. I've been drinking coffee all week. Uh-huh. And you've waited till Thursday to tell me I could have cream I thought you knew... I thought you knew. Mm. I mean... I'm disappointed in you, Ben. Black coffee tastes better. No, it doesn't. It's disgusting. It's amazing. It's really not. Oh, gosh, it's what coffee was intended. Was it? Yeah. Really? Well, I'm sure. I mean, I don't... I mean, at some point, some guy milked a cow and said, I guess I'll put this in my coffee. That's how it happened? Uh, Well, at some point, some guy said, I'm going to squeeze that and drink whatever comes out of it, so... That's also what happened? I would assume. I mean, how else did it happen? I don't know. Do you ever wonder how, like... Oh, I actually heard about, uh, you know, like how a sandwich was made? No. You never is, heard this story? Is the Earl of Sandwich a real person that well, made the sandwiches? Like he was playing poker? Like like a king of some sort or okay. some like sort like royal person like uh-huh. a bazillion years ago? Liked to gamble quite a bit and was playing some sort of, you know, game. and uh, But always liked to nosh while he was doing that. And so he's like, uh, yeah, I want some meat. And just puts two pieces of bread together. No. I don't know. That's the sandwich story? I mean, that could be fake news, but it really makes sense. Yeah. You know what? I don't... It's not fake news. It happened. Okay. I choose to believe. We could Google it later. Um, yeah. No. That, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, cool. so, so, yes, you can have cream in your coffee in the okay. afternoon. All right. Best fasting. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. Yeah. She loves it. I don't. Yeah. I was pretty cranky yesterday afternoon. Like, exceptionally cranky. I was hangry. Yeah. Was I cranky to you? <laughs> was I? I ate while I was here. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. I know you very well. Sorry. You weren't cranky to me. I can see the cranky. Okay. <clears throat> I was cranky yesterday afternoon as well. Well, there you go. So, it's fine. I wasn't cranky because I was fasting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm somewhat cranky today. Yes. You're yeah. tired, though. I'm very tired. I've been up for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I slept for 45 minutes. Okay. Or so. so you're fine. Sick kids are fun. You're fine. Yeah. That's why you have caffeine. Yeah, that's why I have coffee. Mm-hmm. And I drank an energy drink, which I never do, mm-hmm. but I did because I had to. Okay. And that's why there's no way I'm drinking booze on this podcast. Right. Because I just fall asleep <laughs> while you were talking. Okay. About World War II or something. Not going to do that today either. No? Shocking, oh right? Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. yeah. What else has been going on? Um... Sick kids. Mm-hmm. My son hit me in the head with headphones really hard okay. this morning. That was fun. I can't think of it. Christmas shopping because mm-hmm. Christmas is in two weeks. It is. What'd you get me? I can't tell you. Okay. I don't expect anything. Um, it's going to be epic. All right. Mm-hmm. So is it like a very long novel? It's up to, for interpretation. Yeah. These are the jokes I'm going to come at you with today. Okay. Because that's what I've got in me. Would you Dad th- jokes? Uh, uh, yield? Yeah, well, our, our sound check proved that true. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Did you get anything good for your husband? Because he doesn't listen to this. So you could totally say everything you got him and he'd never know. So this year we... So let's let's be clear. Um, I subscribe to let's not get people presents for the sake of giving them presents. Amen, sister. Um, but I am also the person that has like the Christmas tree is like littered with stuff underneath. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like falter every single year. Um, my husband and I, we need nothing. We need nothing. But that didn't work. So we sat by each other and we share a Amazon Prime membership. And we each filled out each other's carts and hit submit. Fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of pathetic, I recognize, but... No, it's not. I mean, how my wife and I do it is... I just, because we don't share a Prime account. We, we do share a Prime account, but we can't see each other's Prime accounts. Ooh, you should show me how to do that. Yeah, it's great. Um, because like for stuff like now, for Christmas, for mm-hmm. birthdays, or when I want to buy something, just not justify it. Sure. Um, and uh, we have wish lists. We just make wish yeah. lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, here's the four things on my wish list. Yep. And she'll go buy one or two of them. Okay. And just say, hey, this, this is what I want. Because we're those people, like, if we want it, we're going to go buy it. We're going to go buy yeah. it. Yeah. Right? And she's she's notoriously tough because she um, she wants for nothing. And I mean that in the fact, not like she has everything. It's just like she, she's a very unmaterialistic individual. Yeah. She doesn't need the stuff. She does not need the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes, she doesn't like big expensive things. She likes small, like, okay, this, like, she would treasure a picture that my daughter drew her for Christmas more than if I bought her a diamond ring. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, which coincidentally makes Christmas shopping for her very difficult. Sure. Um, because this, this was one of the years that was cool because there were like three things she actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm that person, like if my wife came to me and said, I want a vacuum cleaner, I'd buy her a vacuum cleaner because she never tells me what she wants and I don't, I don't care. Are you using that example? Cause I told my husband I wanted a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> No, I also told your husband you wanted a vacuum cleaner. Um, that's, How that's, pathetic is that's that? A true, that's a true story when he texted me and said, hey, what am I getting, Beth? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I want a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. A good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yes, I mean. Sorry. You can, no, do that. I mean, you get if someone wants something and you're yep. buying them a gift, you get them what they want, yep. not what you think they should have. Sure. I mean, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also coincidentally the reason, like, when I buy people gifts, I really lean on this. I'm the guy that gives you books. Mm-hmm. I am that guy. And if I know you don't read, you often don't get a present. Because <laughs> I'm not going to give you a book that I know you're not. It's just going to sit there and be wasted. I don't want to waste the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also... Buying, buying presents for people is hard. Mm-hmm. And then you get into like the stigma of, well, I bought him a present, and he's friends with my other friend. Mm-hmm. And if he says that I bought him a present... Mm-hmm. And, then they, and then you get into that trap of you feel bad because I like to give. I actually think giving is a lot of fun. Sure. Um, but I also am not rich. Turns out. Okay. So. Good. I already bought your book. I gave it to you. I know. I'm reading it right now. Because you were traveling mm-hmm. and, and I'm cheap and it was on sale for Black Friday. <laughs> and I knew you would appreciate There's that. There's no shame. Nope. I, don't, I don't need expensive things either. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I found the most Beth book in the world. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. did I, didn't I? I mean, it's all of the things I love. Yeah. I, I, oh, I'm so proud of myself. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so proud of myself for finding the book someone else wrote. Yeah. yeah this is basically how that's... I'm taking credit for, you for, for your book. <laughs> so, you want to start? What are you reading? Okay. So, um, we had um, a listener 
write in. Oh, to, I'm uh, excited about this. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, wrote in and said, hey, would you be interested in reading the book and talking about it on the podcast? And uh, I, you filtered those emails and you saw it and it was like a thousand percent on my alley. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Australia. There is a serial killer involved. Um uh and like a kind of a, a coming of age if you will type of story and yeah it was me all over it hmm. so i started reading it but i didn't read i did not read the like the forward or um even the back cover i tend to not do that i don't know if you knew that hmm. i don't usually like to read that because i feel like sometimes it gives away too much like of the, the story. synopsis mm-hmm. I, I will often read like if it's long like the first paragraph to like know what i'm getting into uh-huh. but yeah. Usually, if I you know, usually if I know um, kind of the like the genre or something like that's enough for me, and I'll just I'll I'll go and I'll do it. I have a friend who can't not read the last page of the book first. Yeah, that's why. every single time she reads the last page of the book first, and I think that's crazy. but no. she has to do it. Okay, well, everybody does their own thing. Anyways, so um, I started reading this. So this book is called "The Blood on My Hands" by Shannon O'Leary. Okay, so this takes place in the um, late '60s, '70s time frame um, in Australia. Um, so this was interesting to me because I lived in Australia for a while. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's so, like perfect. Let's let's dive in. Um, okay, so here's what I didn't recognize. Um, I knew that the, there was going to be a serial killer um, kind of tied into this, but I had no idea about the other stuff. So this the book is really um, a memoir by Shannon um, about her life, and the first. I don't know if it's like the first, uh, within the first chapter, it talks about how when she was three years old, she wanted to take her own life. Wait, hold on. Were you saying this is a true story? Yeah. Oh, crap. I didn't know that yeah. when I when I actually went through it and kind of oh, picked it for you. Oh, yeah. She was three? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, like under under the age of five. And she's like, that's her first memory of like wanting to take her own life. That's how horrific this young girl's childhood was full of absolute um you know domestic violence by her by her father um sexual mental physical abuse by her father um and this is why you sent me the text saying not to read this book (laughs) yeah because it's it, it does talk i mean he is the source of all of the evil i mean i want to do really bad things to this man um spoiler alert he's dead now thank god because this book elicits a ton of emotion, which was really hard for me to read. Wow. Which is why I told you as a as a father, like, and you have a daughter, like, this would be really... I think this book is really well written, and her story is... Um, um, I'm going to use the word amazing, but obviously not in a good way. Amazing that... I, I think I told you I had to power through, because I'm like, I have to make sure she's okay. Like, I had to make sure that she, like, she got it to the other side of this. Can you imagine the strength it took to write it? No. No, not even close. And there is there is a sequel um, that she sent us that mm-hmm. I will I will read, but um, I needed to cleanse myself of the book afterwards. I needed some like happiness because it was just so so atrocious, so absolutely atrocious. And here's like the part that just irked me the most. Um, so they grew up. Um, it sounds rather rather poor. Um, and she had she had a handful of brothers, um, and her mom was like her person. Her mom, but her mom was also. A victim of of all this abuse as well and couldn't get out so this domestic violence was was pretty prominent here's the part that kills there was n- multiple people knew about the violence they knew about the sexual assault they knew about all of this stuff and did nothing 
And I recognize that different country, different time and place, you know, um, back in the 60s, 70s, but nurses knew about it. Teachers knew about it. Nuns knew about it. Other family members. Um, the mom called the police multiple times and they were the, the kind of the standard line was like, we don't interfere with marital situations, like go talk it out. Yeah, like super gross. And so it is very descriptive on what she talks about the um, the physical and sexual abuse, which is why it's very hard to read yeah. that part. Um, so I don't know. During all of this time, when all of this abuse is going on, and his, and her mom just can't can't find a way to get out, she does eventually find a way to get out, which is which is great. Um, but the dad continues to like stalk them and and just be a horrible horrible guy. Um, they talk about the the dad brings home these you know teenagers, underage people in general, um, like murders them. He talks about like and makes the daughter watch. So Shannon witnessed all of these murders very very violent so it i don't know it's i I love true crime stuff wow but this was like so incredibly heavy that's like sword and scale level podcast true time yes yeah just like yeah incredibly well written by shannon o'leary the author Mm. um but just just a hard pill to swallow um so yeah, there there is a sequel, and the sequel is specifically about how she made it through. Because mm. again, I re- I had I think one night I was texting you, and I was I had read for several hours. I'm like I have to finish this tonight because yeah. I cannot go to bed with another nightmare about this story. Because that's what happened the first night yeah, I read you, it. You sent me a text that you definitely had a nightmare about. I did. The story. Yeah. yeah. So it only took me two days to read it because um, I had to finish through. But um, so I did finish in the story. So. Um, current day, she's married. She, I think she has five children now in Australia. Like, seems to be doing quite well. I don't know the rest of the sequel. I, again, I haven't read the, the foreword, and I will read that one soon. But just really heavy stuff. Wow. Yeah. Really, really heavy. So I really appreciate the, the opportunity to read it because it was, I'm sure it was very cathartic for her to, to, to write that. Um, remember I talked earlier in one of our podcasts about a book called Educated? Yeah. Yeah. So that woman, Tara um went through she didn't go through to the uh, clearly to this level of physical men, you know mental sexual abuse but like had a pretty hard grow you know childhood and i think there's a lot of parallels to that book so wow. if people really liked um reading educated this is obviously way to another level but along those same lines it was Blood on My Hands by Shannon... Shannon O'Leary. O'Leary was uh-huh. that his name. Well, thank you, Shannon, yeah, thank for you. sharing with us. Yeah, and- Gonna give you a hug if I ever meet you. Yeah, yeah. Which is not enough, obviously. No. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Uh huh. And then I read a couple beach reads, which just like cleansed my soul. Good for you. <laughs> wow. Um. So what did you? What did you? else did you read? So I read um. Uh. Elon Hildebrand. She's a an author that yeah I know the name the beach the Nantucket yeah. stories that I mm-hmm. really love, uh, the perfect couple. So okay. um, were they perfect? They were not perfect. Oh, no, spoiler. but there was there was you know uh, a death involved and cheating and you know all the stuff mar- all the stuff. Yeah. Just Did like, you like I it? loved it. Yeah. yeah, she's a great author. Yeah, and all of her stories actually take place in Nantucket, which is where she lives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, they're great. They're absolutely fantastic. So I needed that cleanse. Um, I think I read a James Patterson in there too. So another cleanse. Yeah, you had a, you had a James Patterson on your Goodreads like yeah. pop up for like three hours yeah. and then you I mean, finished I, it. Yeah. So yeah. I cleansed myself. I'm now um, reading. So you got me for Christmas, mm-hmm. the Librarian of Auschwitz, mm-hmm. which I mean, know your audience. It's that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just actually started that. Was it yesterday? I've only read very a very few pages. I honestly thought that sounded great. Yeah. Like that is one that I don't gravitate towards the World War II stuff yeah. as much as you do. I do really like uh, quite a bit of it. Yeah. Um, like case in point, you told me that there was a really good copy of Beneath the Scarlet Sky at, mm-hmm. a, at a local used bookstore over mm-hmm. here, and I left work early to go get it. I know. I worked well, for lunch that day, so it was justified. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, like so, there's some ones. But that I read that I looked at that and thought I would also really like that. Yeah. So, so again, I'm not. I think I'm like 10 percent in on my Kindle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not far at all. But um, I think this the story is uh, this young girl who's like 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. She she takes charge of the quote unquote library that they keep in Block 31, which is like the children's block. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much truth is to the story at all. Yeah. Um, because there's of all the books that I've read about World War II, I didn't, none of them had ever had this level of, um, I'm gonna use the word freedom for lack of a better term. Like, all the kids were to a that the kids were allowed to like still be around, mm-hmm. um, that they still were able to connect with their parents, that their parents, um, were able to like see each other every single day, like the families were able to like get back together every single day. Hmm. Like, I didn't know that to be true. Yeah, that's not how I picture it. So, again... From, I, from the, the limited knowledge I have. Yeah, but I, I enjoy it so far. So next time we chat, I will um, certainly be done with that one. Excellent. And who was that by, do you remember? I don't. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Well, we'll tag them. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm excited that, like, that was, like, I saw it and was just like, well, Christmas shopping done. Mm-hmm. Finished. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Sure. And then I got a couple to talk about. Cool. And we'll keep drinking coffee. And we're back. So... Just, Tell me about your books. Um, so I finished a couple books. I'm only going to talk about um, one that I finished today. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one that I finished that I want to talk about at a later time because I want to spend a little bit more time talking about it. Okay. Um, but I read, I've read a book and three quarters of another one. Um, and the book that I read that I'm really excited about talking about is called The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey. Yeah. So I was bored and had my phone out. And I happened to be kind of like near the bookshelves at my house, and I saw just a couple books that I had read in the last couple months, like Outer Dark and The Road and um, all the, feel good the Revenant, all the stuff that just makes you happy. And I figured, <laughs> I want to keep feeling like that. So I typed in books like The Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started kind of going through, and it had this really cool, like, best books of this year and a lot of a lot turns out there's a lot of articles that are like books like the road books like like the revenant and even goodreads filters like says like if you liked the road you'd like this so i ended up finding this article about um like the top post-apocalyptic stories and there it was a, a lot of stuff in there that like zero interest and um like a lot of japanese uh, like manga comics and like all this stuff that w- they weren't books but there was one that caught my attention. It was called The Girl with All the Gifts. And I um, I went to the Goodreads page for it. And I don't think I've seen a five-star bar so high and a one-star bar so low, oh. like on a book. Especially one that's like a sci-fi book that uh, is you know has this apocalyptic narrative. And like I, I read through a couple of the reviews and was sold like on the first three. Sure. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is great. So um, it, uh, it takes place uh, in the UK. And definitely the apocalypse has, has happened. They don't really talk about how, so people started getting sick, mm-hmm. right? Um, started getting sick, zombies, all this stuff happens. 
um, kind of like a story we all know, um, like, you know, a very Walking Dead style story. Where it gets different is it actually begins in a school, for lack of better terms, and you're following a girl named Melanie. And Melanie is genius level smart. Um, she's young. I, I mean, like 10, maybe? I'm, I'm, it, I finished it two weeks ago, for, for good okay. but she's like 10. Okay. And um, she's genius level smart. She has a teacher. She loves and adores her teacher. It's like her favorite person in the world. But Melanie lives in a cell block right outside the classroom, along with like 10 other kids. And they're all in separate rooms. And when they get taken to their rooms at night, they get taken into the rooms strapped to a chair Mm -hmm. and their heads strapped to the back of a chair with guards pointing guns at them. Hmm. And they can very slowly let them out and they let them in their cell all night. They only eat once a week and they don't eat food. They actually eat mealworms, which is very interesting. And then they take a bath at the end of every week in like this giant like chemical bath. And that's the opening to the book. And you're like... What is happening? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Um, these kids all have the disease. They're actually all dead. Every single one of them. They're, they're all zombies. And for some reason, they have a higher cognitive function than the, the other ones. Are there people that are alive? They, they are smarter than people that are alive. No, no, no. But in the story, are there people alive? Oh, yes. Yes. The teacher's alive. Okay. Um, the teacher's alive. All the guards are alive. Like, all this stuff. These kids just happened to be um, different. Like, mm-hmm. the way the disease affected them, it was different. So, of course, they've gotten in this compound because they're using these kids to find the cure. Like, trying to figure out... They're testing like, them. Totally. Yeah. Um, it turns out, as all good zombie stories do, there is... The base gets overrun. I won't go into that because that's really cool on its own. At the moment that Dr. Caldwell, who is our wonderful villain, um, is about to dissect Melanie. The teacher doesn't want this to happen, so she's trying to save her. Mm-hmm. Melanie escapes, kicks some ass. Mm-hmm. Like, this kid is cool as can be. And they are now trying to get from one part of the UK to the other. With the head guard, mm-hmm. who perception is a jerk. The evil doctor is still there. The school teacher and another uh, guard from, from the base. And the... The trek from one part to another is some of the best written stuff that I've I've read in years. Like all the good Walking Dead stuff was in there. Hmm. All the parts you liked about Walking Dead, and none of the stuff that made us roll our eyes with the lady living in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, none of that is there, and it ends in such a way to where it it does not have a happy ending. Okay. It has a great ending, though. I mean, the ending is solid and awesome and sad in its own way. Um, and it's it, and uh, and Mr. Carey definitely knows his science because there he talks about. Um, so there's this 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 parasite, and it's it's totally real. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, and it actually clings to ants on the forest floor or the rainforest floor. And it, it's it's it sits there dormant because ants are low to the ground, right? And it rubs on that their skin, and once it hits them, it pierces through their skin, goes through their brain, and it pops out their head. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a plant, like a fungus, and it's a totally real thing. And what this parasite makes them do is it makes them climb to the top of a tree, mm-hmm. and all the spores burst out their head, and that's how it propagates, right? So it turns the ants into zombies. Mm-hmm. Total total real thing. 
And that's basically what's going on here is though that same type of parasite, the same type of fungus has figured out how to infect people. And as they're going across the world or across the UK, they're actually seeing how this plant and how this fungus is taking over everything and how it's now kind of creating a, a new world based on its own parasite, like how it's won, how it's adapted. Um, I really liked this book. I actually, unfortunately, I meant to put it in my bag this morning and bring it to you. Mm-hmm. Did you think I'll, I'll, I would like it? I think there is a shot. Okay. I think there is a shot. Now, if you if you quit it, would I also be surprised? No, not not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reads fast. It reads well. I think you would see it through, all the way through. Okay. Um, it's it's one of those to where it's like I, I say to you a lot. I think you would like hearing about this book. I don't mm-hmm. think you like reading it. I think there's a chance you would okay. actually really like reading this book. Okay. Um, so uh, I he also wrote um, another book. He wrote a sequel to it, which I understand is a prequel. And I can't remember. It's like the the boy and the bridge or something like that. I, I just don't have it written down. Which um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go read as well. Okay. And I didn't realize until afterwards that uh, this got made into a movie. Yeah, you like said last that. year. You yeah, said like that. last year. Um, I, I don't remember. So it's like an independent film or something. I don't actually don't know. I don't okay. I don't know a lot about it. Okay. Um, it's kind of one of those it's like would I want to see a movie mm-hmm. on this because I, I have I really like the book so much. Even if the movie's great, it's like there right. the book is so detailed. Yep. It would have to be. It would have to be absolutely just right. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, who knew a 10-year-old zombie kid could be so well-written? Because you spend a lot of time in her head. Mm-hmm. And, like, what she's thinking and who she wants to be and how she wants to be good and how she knows that she's kind of a killing machine and, like, all this stuff. But she wants to fight against those urges and, and like, do what's right for her friends and the teacher. And, she, or like, the undying love for the teacher that she has. Like, this So she doesn't want to kill the teacher. No, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Okay. And how she's, like going to do these other things but she knows it'll put her in danger but it'll keep them out of harm so mm-hmm. it, it's it's and she's very practical and very logical so she's like oh you should ride in the truck with us and she's like no i shouldn't mm-hmm. i shouldn't i can ride on top of the truck mm-hmm. or ride in the truck with you i'm probably gonna eat you oh. and these are the things that like and in, in, in you know in more uh, eloquent terms than that but like in you spend a lot of time listening to her thoughts and you know who she wants to be and how she can be a better person it's really pretty good okay um and that's kind of the way with every character is when you have uh when when the chapter focuses on one person you're really with that person like what they're thinking what they're going through how they feel and all kind of the main characters of the book um are wildly different Mm -hmm. and it's it's just it's really it's really quite good okay um so i'll be interested to read read the other book which i definitely will do um and so I also was ended up looking through my Goodreads and realized that I had not read like a geeky fantasy book like all year. I didn't do it. Um, and I remember telling you at the beginning of the year I kind of needed a break. Mm-hmm. I read the Deck Matthews books, which are fantastic, and his uh, third one just came out yep. on uh, to be purchased physical copies. Yep. yep. Um, if you open up that front page, there. Pretty cool. There might be a quote from us in there, which was really fun. Um, and we interviewed Deck last week, so yes. you can go listen to that on the podcast. That was fun, too. So I will um, tell you, I did listen to that mm-hmm. episode of yeah. your interview. Yeah, because uh, you were on a 16-hour plane ride. I was on a 16-hour plane ride. Yeah. Um, I listened to it when I was when I came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was at the gym, yes. And I think there was a very specific part where you're like, I can see Beth I, you know, doing an eye roll. And I literally had just <laughs> done an eye yes. roll. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh boy. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna listen to this, and I, you know, I love how Dak talks about um, 
like his writing process and mm-hmm. um, his his enthusiasm level. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I just yeah. He's very even keel. He's that, super even keel. He's super even keel. We we need to get um, a non sci fi author to interview on here. We need to get someone for you to interview. Um, Tell me about death. Yeah. 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 It's, oh, murder in World War Two. Yeah. Um, That's okay. We don't need. To. Yeah. We can keep it light, but yeah. Sorry, I interject. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, I again, I, I, I know you pretty well. Um, so I was like, oh, I should, I should, because I was kind of getting like Game of Thrones ended, mm-hmm. and I hadn't, I hadn't had anything really along those lines to read. So I was, I was really thinking about it a lot. So um, I typed in like, what were the top fantasy books for 2019? Because I just hadn't really paid attention to that, and uh, I found that like there was a, a series of books called Of Blood and Bone. It's the um, it's the name of the series itself that like book three had come out by a guy named john gwynn and like it was the one that was appearing on top of like every best of three book three but had you read book one no no i had never heard of the series honestly got it and so i thought okay i'll go i'll go i took a quick look at like what the synopsis of the series was and i was like yeah that's me because it's it's very game of thrones um a little bit more on the fantasy side than the political side, okay. but still a lot of politics, like inter- intermingling politics and stuff like that. And so I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm going to the bookstore. I just buy myself an actual physical copy mm-hmm. of the book. And I did. I found it, and I found the last copy, which always feels really good. Yep. Um, and uh, it's a long book. It's like 460 pages, something like that. Okay. And I bought it two, three days ago, and I'm three quarters of the way through it. And I want to read it right now. Yeah, I want to finish it. It is it is so good that it's kind of a crime that I hadn't heard of it until now. My mm-hmm. brother, who listens to a lot of audiobooks and nothing but fantasy books, like I text him with the Audible link. I'm like, get this. Um, he hadn't heard of it either. Hadn't huh? heard of it either. Mm-hmm. Two of my other friends, um, they're like, I get this. Um, so, uh, and the author's John Gwynn. I think it's pronounced Gwynn. Okay. Um, G W Y N N E. Okay. Um, I actually purchased two books and took a picture and put up on our Twitter and said, I don't know which one of these to read first. And he liked the the, the picture. And so I was like, hm, well, you're first. That's how that's going to work out, because you liked the picture. Um, but it's it's awesome. Okay. I'm excited to talk about it more. Um, but like a, a lot of good political intrigue. A lot. It's it's very. It does the Game of Thrones thing to where like each book is titled the name of a uh, chapter is titled the name of a person. Right. Mm-hmm. So Game of Thrones does like you know Tyrion, Cersei. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it does it this way too with Sig and Drem and like like all these people. And I just really like that approach. Um, and all the stories. It's like halfway through the book, and all the stories that all these people you can see like. Oh, they're all gonna show up at the same spot at the same thing, and I can't tell if they're gonna like each other or mm-hmm. not. You know, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a real big problem mm-hmm. for everybody, or they could all, you know, get along real well. Um, I'm just very excited that there's two more books of this cool. afterwards. So I'll, I'll talk and about does that. Does the series end at three, or you're not sure? I think I noticed that there was a book four planned. Got it. So I couldn't tell you how long this is going okay. to be. Okay. Um, but there, there is a book three. It, okay. There is a book three out. Um, I will tell you, I like this story so much that I was almost a little bummed out that I bought a physical copy mm-hmm. because if I had purchased it on my Kindle, I think I have an Audible credit. Could have just. I think I would have purchased on my Kindle and done the Audible credit because it's it's a long book. I mean, yep. it's going to be seventeen, eighteen hours on Audible. Okay. Um, it would have been one of those that I would read and then listen to in my car yep. and then read mm-hmm. and like just to just stay with it because it's it's just fantastic. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really really good. And then I bought like nine books. Yeah. Yeah. 
I may have gone on Monday to buy. I was. Well, I think I did this. I was like, my my kids are a little bit young for Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but I was thinking, you know what? Let's let's start doing that, and mm-hmm. I'll read it to them. Um, and I was like, yeah, just on a whim, I'll go to the the used bookstore to see if they they had any for for inexpensive because the the full collection, which I will buy. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like I'm trying to be cheap on here, but I just wanted to see, like, even if they liked the series first right now, yeah, um, they didn't have any, but I bought, you know. Probably twelve other books when I was there for me. <laughs> yeah, I, oops. I bought so that's where you saw the book that I yep. bought, the Beneath yep. the Scarlet Sky, and I went back and bought that, and then four more, five more mm-hmm. while I was there. I spent seven dollars. Um, and the weekend before, I had purchased two books at the bookstore, and I also purchased two books on Amazon and one on my Kindle. Yeah. So I'm set yep. for a while. Oh, I don't need any more books, but no. let's. But who doesn't need? No, I, I need books all the time. I need options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I bought when I bought um, the girl with all the gifts because I bought that a physical copy too. I bought a book called A Boy's Dog at the End of the World, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be like amazingly well acclaimed. Okay. Um, and I plan to start that after um, the girl with all the gifts, mm-hmm. and I bought these other books because I had forgotten about that I bought that. So I'll read that eventually. It happens. It happens, but I have so many books I'm for, yeah. now forgetting what I own, mm-hmm. which first is great. World, first world problems. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. And mm-hmm. I'm, it's bad because now that I have those bookshelves, mm-hmm. I like... Film! I keep buying... <laughs> Film actual, shelves. Actual books. Yeah. Just because I want to look cool. Yeah. But I told you I'm having an existential crisis because they're not arranged well. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way they... I don't like the way well, the books are arranged. We have options. Yes. You can do it by genre. You, by color. You could do it by color. Color looks really cool. You could do it by um, when they were published. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. You got options. I have a lot of really, really, really old books mm-hmm. on the one side that's mainly for show. Mm-hmm. I think I've shown you before. I have uh-huh. books from like the 1800s uh-huh. that I'm afraid to open. I like a couple of them I thought like about reading, but like I'm afraid to open the spine all the way or I think they would fall Crack apart. Or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz they are. We have one called Joe's Luck. And it has uh, a library card in it, mm-hmm. and it was last stamped in 1904. That's awesome. And it was like published like 20 years before yeah. that. But the library card was it was not stamped in pencil. Sure, it was 1904. We can't read the person's name; it's yeah. faded enough, but you can see the date. That's so cool. And that library card in there is that what you got from that estate sale thing, or the that yes, woman? Yes, all yeah. those from that. So, so yeah. our, a friend of ours, her like great aunt and uncle passed away, and they were both scientists. Okay. Um, like they both like one was a neurologist and one like something else like pretty pretty cool yeah. like jobs and they were they were total book nerds they had a lot of really old science fiction too which was really really neat um, and then they had a lot of just old like really cool like showpiece books like I have a it's like a PhD manual like what you would go to med school for mm-hmm. and I mean I know people can't see it but I mean it's it's this yeah. thick like yeah. it's massive it must weigh 30 pounds okay. and it's from like the 40s or from the 30s and just looking through that thing like this is what they thought of medicine in right. the 30s and right. it's, it's insane but it's the coolest looking book um, so that's like on display and we, we have a bunch that we must have gotten 80, 90 books yeah. from them we donated a lot um, that we thought people would actually use because yep. um, we're not I mean we're using it like for, for decoration and for show pieces and to have and stuff like that and to maintain the history of them but it's like alright all like all these books like people would read yep. and so we, we donated those back but yeah they're, it's, cool. it's it was it was really really cool nice. to get. it was like gosh it was like 10-12 boxes yep. that's awesome and stuff yeah good for you alright cool well thanks Beth yeah I gotta go to Costco now
Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Mm-hmm. Is this more Christmas shopping or is this food shopping? Um, dinner. Dinner. And Christmas. Uh, there's one specific item I have to purchase for Christmas presents. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. Excellent. I'm not going to tell you the deal because I don't want everybody to run out and buy them. Yeah, because the podcast goes them. up in real time. <laughs> and you all are going to go to my Costco. That's right. You right know now. exactly where our Costco is. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. We'll do this again soon. We'll do this, try to do this before Christmas. Yep. And then we'll probably take a little bit of a, a break around the holidays and then come back in January and talk about all, all the, the cool stuff that we got. Yep. I hope I get a, I hope I get a bunch of books for Christmas. You told your wife what to buy. Yeah. 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 Or I just bought it. You did to be, that too. To be fair. Yeah. Most of the books, usually the books I just buy, but I gave her a list of books. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's going to follow directions. It's easier. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like I followed directions. She uh-huh. gave me a list to buy this stuff. I'm like, okay. Yep. She actually said, I don't know if I like this one or this one better, so I bought them both. Right. That's the thing. Okay. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do that kind of stuff. All right. Well, always remember. The book is always better. <laughs>